Hey there, we're about to start our free training, the 3 p.m. teacher that only happens once a year. Teachers are learning how to consistently leave school prepared and on time without bringing work home so that they can finally be present during precious family time at night and on the weekends. When you attend this free training, you get an hour PD certificate and other bonuses when you show up live. You will learn how to lesson plan faster, how to spend less time on grading, your actual teacher type, and how it's preventing you from really leaving school on time. I can't wait for you to join us so that you can finally have the best school year ever. Hey, I'm Kristen Donegan, and you're listening to Real Teacher Talk. I often say what's on a teacher's mind, and my mission is this. Help busy teachers leave school at three so they can finally enjoy their life outside of the classroom. Why? Because I know how tiring it is to have a never-ending checklist as a teacher and miss out on being fully present at home. On Real Teacher Talk, discover how to work smarter, not harder, enjoy teaching again, and still have plenty of time to shut off your brain outside of the classroom to do the things you love. Sound impossible? I promise it isn't. Hey everyone, I'm so excited. You've got Sabrina, an amazing, busy teacher mama who's just going to really be here just to chat about teaching, how the year's gone for her, some things that really worked for her to make it easier. And she's doing this all while pregnant. So Sabrina, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. So Sabrina, remind us again, what grade are you teaching? What have you been up to? I'm a kindergarten ESL teacher. So teaching students that are learning English, but I've also been first grade teacher, the first grade distance teacher, and I taught kindergarten as well before that. And do you have a favorite? I really liked this year (laughs) with the ESL students. So your situation, right, is like a pull out kind of like intervention program? So I had about 110 kids on my caseload and I just pulled small groups all day long. And then how long did you say you've been teaching? This was year seven. What would you say since you've been teaching a while, what would you say the hardest part about teaching has been during the pandemic? Like switching my mindset to the distance learning was a huge challenge. Like now coming back, the kids relearning how to be in school and like the social skills, fine motor skills were pretty low because they weren't working on that at home. Like overall mental health of everybody in the building. And everyone, including teachers as well, right? Yes. Yep. Because so many teachers that I've been talking to are just what I've been seeing or talking to teacher friends are like, this was the hardest year And I don't know if I can continue on at this pace. What would you say to them? I'm hopeful based on what I saw, like towards where I'm teaching at, things are getting somewhat back to normal, if that's, if that's a thing. Um, So like the constantly changing or the new procedures, like that kind of slowed down. And so I'm just hoping that there's a light at the end of this tunnel where we can get back to actually teaching and not worrying about all the extra stuff. Because there's always, right, like pre-pandemic, there was already so much stuff. Like teaching is just, I feel like no matter how long you've taught, like every year I would just learn 
something new or something new would be added to my plate where I'm like, wait, I just figured out how to do this. Now you're changing it all up on me. Yes. So it would just be nice to mellow out and actually focus on teaching. Crazy concept, right? That's why we all went to school. (laughs) It's interesting. I remember in, I don't remember if it was my master's program or credential program, but they said that's the biggest reason that teachers leave the profession is because they don't get to teach because there's so much. They said all the administrative work that no one shows you how to do really is like a big reason why teachers don't stay because it's not sustainable. You're not just a teacher. You're the nurse. You're the secretary. You're the parent contact. Like it's just on and on. Yeah. And then I would gather to say with the last few years, not only are you dealing with like everything your kids are going through, but you're dealing with like your home life and all the extra stress of just trying to keep everyone safe. It's a lot. But I do say, because I've been in a season of hard as well, I try to tell myself, like, this is just a season. It's just a chapter in like a long book. It's not going to stay this way forever. Hopefully, (laughs) as I'm crossing my fingers. So I wanted you to come on today because you are in our program, Easy Organization Tools, where we show teachers how to consistently leave prepared at contract time so you can be more fully present in your life. Because did you find before joining the program, you really didn't have much of a life outside of teaching? No, teaching was all consuming. So there would be days like, I'd stay till six o'clock at night and then feel like I need to be back to school by seven in the morning, even though my contract was 7.30 to 3.30. Like it was just hours after hours of my own time being at the school and never feeling caught up. And then often the weekends, I'd feel like I need to go in because, oh, this is the weekend I'm going to get caught up. And you never do. When you're working by yourself, my first year of marriage, I would stay just super long. And like Wednesdays were my night to stay late because my husband would be at church group. So I'd stay till like eight o'clock on a Wednesday, but then you're so tired the rest of the week. And it was just got to be a lot. And then when I was the distance teacher, I went in every single weekend for eight hours a weekend trying to make distance learning work. And that's when I'm like, I need help. (laughs) I, I can't keep this up. I was exhausted. I was drained. You feel like the mom guilt because I'm not at home with my kids or, oh, I'm just going to run to the school quick while they're napping when really you just want to take a nap too. (laughs) So it just got to be where I was choosing teaching all the time and did not have, like, I wasn't close to a balance at all. Why do you think you were choosing teaching all the time back then? As teachers were people pleasers. And by nature, (laughs) I think a lot of us are. And I just, I wanted to be the best at it. I wanted to do the best job I could. I wanted the kids. I felt bad for the kids that were at home because I wanted them to have a good experience, distance learning. You just want to do a good job. And you feel like if you don't put in time, you're not doing a good job, but that's not true. No, it's such a myth, but no one really talks about that. It's just kind of like this unspoken thing in the profession. Like whoever's staying the latest, you know, whoever's the last car in the parking lot, they must be amazing. And that's actually like, because you talk about that in your 3 p.m. teacher. I got into the easy organization tools, but when you made that statement, I'm like, okay, I I need to switch my mindset. (laughs) Yeah, because you could be the best teacher who's leaving at contract time, or you can be the best teacher who stays late. Like however many hours you put into the profession doesn't reflect on who you are as a teacher. 
because you're amazing now. But then what did your husband say during that time when you were, you know, spending so much time teaching? I was ready to quit like December of 2020. I was at my max and that's when I came across your program, but he was overheard me listening to the videos and he's like, you need that. You're doing it. Like he, he kind of just said, because he hadn't really brought it up. It was kind of just, you know, unspoken that mom's going to the school on Saturday and that's just the way it is. And then when he finally said like, Hey, you're spending a lot of time there. You're not seeing us. You're getting home and having like, you eat supper, you get the boys ready for bed and it's bedtime. Like, so when he overheard parts of the videos, he's like, yeah, we need that. (laughs) I had that feel hearing him say that. Kind of a slap in the face. Like, oh, I was doing good at teaching, but my wife duties and my mom duties were not going so good. (laughs) And it's tough though, because I think as moms, there's so much on your plate as it is. Uh, And I'm doing it solo these days with my husband traveling. So it's exhausting. And then teaching is exhausting. So like, where's that happy balance? This year has been way better. (laughs) And why would you say it's been better? I now get to take my kids to daycare, which I did not take my kids to daycare in the morning for four years. It was always my husband because I always thought I needed to get to school early. So now I get to drop them off and I get to pick them up after school because I'm leaving pretty close to on time. And then I think this year I went in maybe two or three Saturdays the entire school year, which was like the end of the quarter time where it's just a lot. But two or three Saturdays a school year versus every Saturday Like that alone, I just gained a bunch of time back with my family. We went bowling a lot. I get to play the piano more. I started yoga classes when I could. I get to take my kids to tumbling class. It's just all these things that you, as a mom teacher, you felt like you could only do those things in the summer. Or like going to the library on a Saturday morning, like going to get donuts and then going to the library because I have enough energy to do it. It was nice. That's amazing because you're able to show other teachers that that's possible, but it's so hard when you're so stuck in it being a certain way for so long that it's hard to kind of see what is possible. And another big change for me is I did not bring like a teacher bag home the entire school year. I brought my planner home because I just have to have it. (laughs) It's my it's my Bible, but my teacher bag did not come home once. So I wasn't working on stuff when I was home. I got to be present. And how did that feel being present? It was wonderful feeling. And it's like now that we've been kind of busy in my house and my son has even been like my older son. Can we have like a family day again? So he's like picked up on, okay, life's been busy and hectic, but he's reminding me like you need time with us too. (laughs) Oh, that's really sweet and amazing. And it's amazing that you actually have the capacity and the time to make time to be able to do it. How's the guilt been? Not as bad. (laughs) You always feel a little bit of guilt one way or the other, but the fact that I was able to do my job fairly well, I was in a new position this year, so there's always new things to learn, but being able to be in a new position and still leave at contract time and feel like I did a pretty good job and then come home and be able to hang out with my kids, it, it lessens the guilt for sure. Right. Cause that's what I say too. There's like 
guilt. It's what we do with that and how we choose to feel about it. And for me, I would, if I have to be guilty about something, I don't want it to be about my family. Like from my core values are like families, number one, no matter what. And so I'll just have to figure out everything else. Well, I appreciate you sharing about, you know, what life's like after you joined our program, Easy Organization Tools. We typically lately have only been opening it up once a year because same thing, life happens. We had a baby. It's just been kind of crazy town (laughs) over here. I actually had learned about the program probably a year prior and had been like following on Instagram and on Facebook and stuff, but I just hadn't taken the jump until my husband was like, yeah, take the jump. (laughs) And now that you've taken the jump, what would you say to yourself when you were on the fence like a year before? If I would have started even a few months earlier in the program and like started the school year with some of the tools in place, it would have been a totally different experience. And the fact that I could start this school year, I haven't even finished the program. (laughs) I've only watched the ones that I thought like pertained to me right away that I could implement quickly. And so knowing that I've seen success without even finishing the program, like I would tell myself, just do it because it honestly feels like everything I should have learned in college that they didn't teach us. That's what I hear a lot that like this program should have been like in our credential program or like our induction program or something like that, because there's such applicable easy to replicate systems and routines for your classroom? Like I did my undergrad. I have my master's. Okay, great. I can write a 10 page lesson plan with my eyes shut, but that doesn't mean I know what to do with all the papers that I get from the office, or I don't know how to organize my centers. And these are things that would have been really helpful (laughs) starting out. Yeah, they make an impact in your classroom all day, every day. I wish there was something like, I wish I had something like this in the beginning of my career because, you know, around year seven, that's when I was burning out because, well, that was kind of like at the same age you were at because I was just doing so much and I had lost myself and didn't even realize it because I just thought this is how teaching is. Well, and like every year I just kept telling myself, okay, this is my first year teaching. So everybody must be like this. and oh, I changed grades and I have a maternity leave. So this year's not quote unquote normal. And like every year I found an excuse of for my my lack of organization. And then eventually you just have to stop the excuses and start. Well, I think too, we're hopeful and sometimes it's easier to not change. But every year there's gonna be a new group of students, a new group of parents, new curriculum, new, like whatever it is, hopefully no more pandemics and like craziness like that. But there's always going to be something. So at some point, you just got to decide, do you want to keep, you know, missing out on all that valuable time with your family or not? I think the biggest thing that like I've learned about myself, because I was always a procrastinator, like in organizing, but like going through the program videos and seeing how easy it is to change little things. Like once you start organizing, it just becomes addicting. (laughs) I'm glad it has worn off. And has it been, um, now that you say that, do you find yourself doing that at home and things like that too? We're trying. So we just, we moved houses a year ago. So 
we're still like unpacking, but I found myself like your end of the year checklist. I now made into a home checklist. Like, didn't you say your husband made one? Yeah. Yeah. So we have our list of like, we're going to tackle this room today and we're going to do the keep, purge, donate. We're working our way through the house. I love that you're applying it at home (laughs) as well. Well, Sabrina, uh, last thing is, what would you say to teachers who really, really just struggled the last few years and they don't feel like it can get better? We're all in kind of a state of we're trying to get out of pandemic mode and trying to remember our why, like why we started teaching, what we enjoy about it. And so like right now, I would say take the summer to just reset and refresh before the new year and just you're not alone. We're all feeling it. We're in a community together. Yeah, that's amazing advice because it is easy as a teacher to feel alone or you're the only one feeling that way. And just the last few years don't reflect at all on who you are as a teacher. Like what you've had to go through is not normal and is a lot to ask. So definitely rest and recharge. Take the email off your phone. Like I'd say, try to nap. If you've got kids, that's next to impossible, but just, just do whatever you can to bring some more joy back and then keep that going next year. Well, Sabrina, thank you so much for being here and sharing your experience with going through the Easy Organization Tools program. We will have links for you all below um, so that you all can check it out as well so that you can have a better year than you had last year. And so like Sabrina, you can have more time with your family. All right, guys, we will see you soon. Make sure to go do something fun for yourself today. You enjoy it and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Real Teacher Talk. I know how difficult it can be to balance teaching and home life. So if you are looking for additional support, I encourage you to head on over to easyteachingtools.com and get on our email list. You will receive our latest organization tips, classroom management strategies, engaging lessons, and even some freebies. Sign up at easyteachingtools.com forward slash 3 p.m. podcast. Thanks so much for listening.